Welcome to the Steve Travelly Show on demand. Don't forget to follow this show so you never miss a minute. In Jersey, 101.5. What the hell are you doing here? From the streets of Union City to your nighttime radio. Steve Travelis keeps you in the Jersey, no. There it is already, Monday night in New Jersey. Steve Trevelis, uh, so much to talk about as we start off the week. I hope you had a great weekend. You deserve it. So much went on that we have to discuss. Uh, Mother's Day is next Sunday, and later on we're going to talk about the best advice your mother ever gave you. The very funny Freddie Rubino is going to be calling. If you ever see Freddie Rubino perform, you need to see Fred Rubino perform. Uh... Also, uh, we lost a television newscaster that you've grown up with, and uh, we'll talk about that later on. But I want to start off with right now something we need to talk about as we see, again, the events that went on this weekend. First off, we uh, deliver condolences to the family of Deputy Patrol Officer uh, Robert Bobby Schisler. Died as a result of a gunshot wound he endured during a foot chase back in March. He survived a month um, and succumbed to it. Uh, Jeff and Bill did a great hour on it at 5 o'clock. And then we had the uh, mass shooting down in Texas. Eight people killed, seven wounded by a gunman dressed in black tactical gear who got out of his car at an outdoor Texas mall called the Allen Premium Outlet Saturday, opened fire in the parking lot before being shot dead himself by a police officer at the scene. Uh, He got booted from the Army over mental health problems. He was a security guard killed by the cops after opening fire on shoppers in Allen, Texas. And when these things happen, everybody goes to their political corners, right? The, uh, The left will go and say the problem is gun control. Right, we'll go and say the problem is mental health. And we know that the problem lies somewhere in the middle. And we need to talk about this stuff. We need to talk about this stuff as much as possible, especially in the area of mental health. If you ask me to make a choice, and I've got a Twitter poll up, follow me at Real Steve Trev, and Rob's going to tweet that, retweet that through the radio station. What do you think is the bigger problem with these mass shootings, with these school shootings? Uh, do you think it's gun control? President Biden, you know, uh, we're going to ban the assault rifles. You can ban anything you want. This is New Jersey. We can get anything we want. You know, heroin is a big problem. It's illegal. People find a way to get it, right? So, I mean, the idea of banning to me is just, yeah, sure, whatever. Because if anybody wants something bad enough, they're going to be able to get it. And the idea, well, how about how many people, how many mass shooters bought their guns legally? Only because they could. And if they couldn't get them legally, they would have gotten them illegally. Right? I mean, is this, am I, uh, does this make sense? Uh, mental health is the problem. It's not the gun. It's the guy pulling the trigger. It's the guy behind the gun. And what's going on with that guy? And what are we doing to help that guy? What have we done through the ages? What are we doing as a society to ourselves that are creating 
more and more of that guy or those guys or those people, however you want to put it. Uh, so I want to ask you that. You know, do you think it's more of a gun control problem? Do you think it's more of a mental health problem? Uh, what could be done in the way of mental health that you feel is not being done? And also, what do you do? What do you do for your own mental health? Because you have to take that into consideration with what's going on around you. You know, we we live in a fast-paced society. We're faster now than we ever were. Thank you very much, Internet. We can do five, six, seven things all at the same time. That puts a lot of stress on people. That puts a lot of pressure on people. We live in a world where, you know, kids are bullied. The next thing you know, it's all over the world for everyone to see. More pressure, more mental health issues. Kevin Mira of uh, City of Angels, the founder, CEO, uh, tell you, you know, drug addiction, mental health problem. What are we doing about it? 1-800-283-101.5. What do you see as the bigger problem here? If you had to, if you had to solve one first, where would you go? Let's go to, uh, I would go to Mike in Woodbine, New Jersey 101.5. Hey, Mike. Dave, how you doing? I'm good. How are you? Good, good. I don't think it's a right-wing, left-wing issue. No, it's not a wing issue. It's a personal issue. But of those two choices, which I'm just saying those guys, the, the politicians, will go to the neutral, will go to the corners that they're told they're supposed to be at. They're not going to revolutionize anything. You know exactly what they're going to do. But you, as a citizen, just as a human being, what do you think is the bigger problem? I think the problem in America, it's a foundational issue. I think when the Declaration of Independence, I think it's where it says it, life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness, the one mistake that was made was the pursuit of happiness. It should have meant the pursuit of meaning and purpose. So if everyone's just trying to so have... So you think the founding fathers made a mistake? Now listen, they were human beings. They're not, it's not, it's not, the, the Constitution is not God-given. I'm just asking. Very I mean, people. Yeah, no, I, I'm just asking. Do you think the, the founding yeah. fathers made a mistake and they should have said, they should not have said pursuit of happiness? Right, because not everything is not everything is, that is good is, makes you happy. But if you have a if you have a life of meaning and purpose, so then you're going to pursue sometimes deeper things. And I think what's happened is is that people are pursuing you know basically money and having a good time. Not that I'm against having those things, right. but if that's like the whole meaning and the pursuit of your life, so you become an, an empty-headed noodle. And so what happens is there's other things that happen, and people you know the breakdown society societal norms. So you're going to take guns, you're going to take knives, you're going to do all kinds of things. You take cars, you can kill people with the cars. It's not a gun issue per se. It's really a social issue. And, and that would be America mental health. comes to terms with that. Right. Well, it's mental health. And it's yeah, if a person feels they're doing something with their life, and then you're not just like roaming around, picking their nose. So then they okay, may but not now, but go back. type of things. Go back yeah. to what you just said. It, the guy running around picking his nose is not pursuing happiness. When you're saying life, liberty, the pursuit of happiness, the pursuit of happiness means different things to different people. So if someone's pursuit of happiness, what makes them happy is living the way you said, then that's what makes them happy. If somebody's materialistic, and that's what makes them happy. But it's got, I don't think that mental illness is the problem with that. I think that's just, I, I know what they meant. You know, I know what they're trying to say. But, I guess you would have to also, they should have said, legally happy? That would have made it work? No, I think if you're pursuing meaning, meaning the life, liberty, and the pursuit of meaning, 
So you're going to try to do something constructive with your existence on this planet. But not everybody has to do that. I mean, that, that, I, I get exactly what you're saying, but you have to understand. It's a constitutional obligation for a person to pursue meaning. Right. But if, that's, but if that was the gist of the country, instead of just everyone just making a lot of money. When I tell you the American dream, what's the president comes to your mind? Make a lot of money and have a good time. Well, it depends on what it takes. Out there and try it, to feed the poor and help, the, help humanity. It's not the first thing that comes to people's mind. Okay, but now that's a different story. When you're saying personal happiness and what would people do? I said, like, what would you do if you won the lottery? But, Mike, I got I to gotta hit the traffic. 1-800-283-101.5. Your thoughts here. Which do you think is the bigger problem regarding school shootings, mass shootings that we had over the weekend? Is it a gun control issue? Is it a mental health issue? 1-800-283-101.5. And what do you do uh, to preserve your own mental health? What do you do to take care of yourself mentally? Because you know what? That's the important thing. Here's Biden pleading for gun control. They propped him up, and he's reading the, I don't know, is he reading the teleprompter? He's kind of squinting a little bit, but I, I, I digress. I'm just watching the television. But, I mean, what do you do for your own mental health? Because that's so important that maybe you're doing something that people should be doing and could learn from because we really need to take personal steps for our own mental health. 1-800-283-101.5. Have you been thinking about adding a pet to your family? My friends, and they actually are my friends, at Pet Center in Old Bridge know exactly how to match you with the perfect pet. Joe, Tom, Isabella, great people. They have a large selection of quality puppies from USDA licensed and inspected breeders. When you bring home a Pet Center puppy, you get the most comprehensive guarantees in the market, up-to-date vaccines, five generations of pedigree, and a complete homecoming kit. They have a large selection of small animals, reptiles, birds and tropical fish visit them in the shops at old bridge on route 9 or at petcenternj.com today here's fast traffic supply. this summer take a shortcation new jersey 101.5 is giving you free jersey shortcation to the hard rock hotel and casino in atlantic city listening 9 a.m 2 p.m and 5 p.m for our secret code word enter it on our new jersey 101.5 app to win your shortcation there's three winners every weekday. Thanks to our sponsor, Hard Rock Hotel and Casino in Atlantic City. Book your summer escape today at HardRockHotelAtlanticCity.com. You could win a free shortcation. Good luck from New Jersey, 101.5. All right, the question is, uh, which is more responsible? What do you think is the biggest problem regarding the school or mass shootings? Gun control? or mental health. I got 86 votes in a poll I put up about 15 minutes ago. 69.8% say mental health. 30.2% say gun control. Steve is in Millstone on New Jersey 101.5. Steve-O. So, you know, I, I think you were spot on when you, you opened the show with a couple of things you said. You know, first of all, I worked inner city EMS for a lot of years, and I can count on one hand the amount of people that were shot with legally purchased firearms. So you can you can initiate as many firearm controls as you want the people that want those guns are always going to get them of so course gun control, i don't believe is the issue and i was in south carolina this past weekend when when the uh, the texas shootings occurred and the texas governor made a good point he, his point was you look at where the highest gun crimes are and they're in the tightest controlled states but you look and 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 his whole point was Society right now is angry, right? So how do you diffuse some of that anger and, and how do you help the people that, you know, some of these misguided youths or whatever you want to call them that are that are doing these shootings, they need a hand. And, you know, mental health in, in this country right now is a mess because you look at anything 
um, like relating to it, you're only as sick as your pocketbook is deep. So, yeah. So you look at people that are. What do you mean by that? You know, the poor. Well, you can in this country if you like. So I'm originally from Canada, where they don't have the best health care. Right. right. But you can have access to mental health care or anything you want up there. It's a little tough. But you can get access for, to it. In the United States, if you look at rehab facilities and things like that, if you don't have the ability to pay... No, but that doesn't mean you don't suffer from mental health. You said you, yeah. you only have as much mental health as... No, no, people have it. The question is, what... But what do you, Let me ask you this. I, I mean to cut you off. I'm sorry. I, I see what you're saying. How do those people that really need the help get access to it if they can't afford it? That's a very good question, and that's what we need to work on. Not so much gun control. We need to open up, you know, and find ways to get people mental health. But on a one-to-one basis, what do you do for your own mental health, Steve? Um, you know, I, I kind of work on it every day, right? I, I you do. You have to be positive, and and you have to, and you have to. You know what I do? I stay away. Funny enough, I stay away from the news. You know what? That's a it's a good idea. Let's go to Curtis in North Brunswick on New Jersey 101.5. Hey, Curtis. What's up, buddy? There he is. What's going on? Well, I just, um, I can tell you back off uh, the last caller. Uh-huh. He's absolutely right. This is ridiculous what's going on. And, um, my point is that you gotta, you gotta, you, you gotta do what you gotta do. You know, if you got mental health, you got to do what you want to do. You mm-hmm. got to do what you got to do. I'm going to piggyback off of my last caller. Okay. And offer you too. And when it comes to the police department, right. you've got to have police in the schools. That's not your subject. I know that. This no, I agree. Thing. Because you know what? That'll relax the mental health of the students. Because now yeah. they'll feel safe, they'll feel secure, and you know, may, and that will also inc- that will also help the relationship at a very early age between the kids and the cops, and, yes. and that would go a long way. So I'm saying I'm picking back off of you, and I'm picking back off the last caller. He's completely correct. All right, Curtis. Thanks for the call to New Jersey 101.5. Seth's in Marlboro. Hey, Seth. Hey, Steve, how are you? Good, how you doing? I'm good. So, uh, obviously, I was listening to the radio and the conversation, and I, I, I think there's kind of a theme, and I, I concur with some of the recent callers that, I, in my opinion, it's hands down a mental health issue in this country. Um, how do they not see that? What's that? How do they not see that? Um, how does who not see that? Those that push gun control. And gun control, if we take away the guns, that's going to solve the problem. It's not going to solve the problem. No, no. I mean, listen, we have gun control in this country already. There are right. thousands of laws. We have fingerprinting, ID, you know, instant background checks. I think it's, you know, it, that that's more of a red herring. The issue in my mind is that in the 70s, there were a series of court cases. People were deinstitutionalized. They were put on the streets. There's, no, there's no, also a correlation with the huge numbers of homelessness. Um, you know, uh, drug addiction and mental illness. And we failed as a society to deal with that. You know, there was supposed to be legislation and money mm-hmm. spent on community psychiatric centers that have either not materialized or there's no follow through. It, it's no accident when you see these, you know, mass shooters, quote unquote, mass shooters, young men who are known 
to the psychiatric industry. They're known to their families to have mental illness and they fall through the cracks. I, I don't see how barring, you know, someone with a certain age from a gun or, you know, there's, there's supposed to be laws that people who have adjudicated mental illness shouldn't be getting guns. So it's just, to me, it's just an absolute failure of society to recognize that. What do you do for your own mental health, Seth? Yeah, I, I exercise. <laughs> you know, I love, you know, I, I have a relatively stressful job dealing with a lot of people, which I'm sure most people do. Right. And to me, my way home from work, I stop at the gym and I spend an hour and I forget about everything and I just focus on my, I'm working out and my, you know, just um, getting through a workout and sweating and, you know, that seems to help me out. But, um, you know, everybody's different. Um, but you got to do something. You know, you and and you're doing it, Seth. I got to hit the news. Thanks for calling New Jersey 101.5. Which do you think is the bigger problem regarding school or mass shootings? We go in gun control, mental health. What do you do for your own mental health? I put on headphones and turn up Chad Roberson, but that's me. Seven thirty, oh zero nine. Weather also brought to you by Real Estate Wealth Associates, a zero commission based real estate marketing and wealth building company with the sole purpose of treating your home as the center of your financial picture. Visit njrewa.com for more info or call 833-885-1671. Steve Trevelis, 1-800-283-101.5, talking about mental health versus gun control. What do you think is the bigger problem regarding the uh, mass shootings, the school shootings, another one down in Allen this weekend uh, in Texas. Eight people died by the hands of uh, a gunman who was thrown out of the Army for mental illness. And we're worried about gun control. Biden, I'm going to stop the thought rifles. That's going to do it, you little whippersnappers. He's going to run again. Oh, my God. All right, so I got the poll up, 132 votes. And uh, 72.7% say mental health, 27.3% say gun control. And uh, the important part of this, what do you do for your own mental health? We've never needed it more than ever. We need to find a way to get everybody the mental health that they need, you know, the mental health that they need, the help with mental health. We should call it mental help. Let's go Chris in Chester on New Jersey 101.5. Hey, Chris. Hey, Steve, how are you? Good. How are you doing? Good. Good. So um, I wanted to make the point is that, uh, you know, we never had these issues, you know, going back like 50 years ago. Of course, there, you know, um, there really wasn't much of a, a, you know, a concern for this, even further back than that. And only until now do we have these issues here. And I think um, one of the main reasons I think people are forgetting is that we don't, you know, we have no one mentioning that there is you know, in our public schools, there's basically God has been removed. God has been removed from the media. Yes, I work it out. out. Exactly, exactly. And I think that's, there's no eternal consequences. And, and like your, I believe it was your first caller was talking about, there's no purpose, there's no point. And I think a lot of people are kind of feeling that, or, or some people that are unfortunately godless and they don't, they don't feel a point to their lives. And is that there's more than just, uh, than just what we experience here in this life. There's there's an afterlife that no one talks about. There's not you know there's you know severe consequences for your actions here, 
And unfortunately, I think that that has been kind of uh, brushed aside. And I, I think that no one really talks about that. And I think even without mental health, without even mentioning God, I think it is kind of a fruitless effort or, or could be a fruitless effort because. Well, hold on, hold on, Chris, Chris, you have not breathed in the last five minutes. <laughs> Let me talk. <laughs> that was that may have been the longest sentence on record. Uh, God has been removed from the schools simply because there are so many different people going to the schools with so many different, uh, you know, forms of worship. You know, and by the time you cover, God is something that if we're going to, you know, if we're going to want to teach our children, you know, it's something that needs to be taught at home unless you are sending your child to the school that teaches your religion, whatever that may be. And there are those schools. I went to Catholic school. I got the scars to prove it. So there's that. And and again, then that comes from, you know, how much of a, you know, how much of a position God holds in the household. By the same token, though, if you're going to say fear of an afterlife, then you don't want, I don't, I don't want my kids are not afraid of God. You know what I mean? He's a God-fearing man. I'm not a God-fearing man. I'm a God-loving man. And you've got to teach that relationship. But that's something that needs to be done at home on the individual level. You can't blame the school for that because there, there, there's, you have to, you can't cover everybody. So, I mean, I get that. But by the same token, if the parents are not teaching their children about God, if you're not praying, if, you, if you're if you not feeling, you know, that sense of comfort, that knowing that there's somebody out there or something out there that loves you more than you could ever imagine when you want to tap into it. But that's not, you know, I think if anything, that starts at home. And if you build that up in your child, as it was built up in you, obviously, you're going to be a lot better off. Right, right. No, I, I definitely agree. I, I, I think that uh, to a certain extent you're right there. Um, but, I, you know, these are the consequences of when we have also the media too as well, since there is, you know, the church used to be involved in, you know, the, I don't know if you remember way back when, and, you know, 50 years ago, if movies were not, um, you know, were not taken in by the by the church, you know, they, of course, would fail at the block, bo- you know, at the uh, box office. Yeah, but again, you can't let the church decide that. Chris, thanks for the call to New Jersey 101.5. It's you. It's not about, it's not about what the church thinks, you know. Uh, what was it, Lenny Bruce? <laughs> You know, God, the church basically gets in the way of your relationship between you and God. Uh, I always believe that, but that's me. Let's go to uh, Ron is in Sicklerville under Jersey 101.5. Hey, Ron. Hey, pal. Great show as always. Uh, Thank you. I want to make two points. Uh, way back, the society figured that with alcoholism that we needed to pass the Volstead Act and prohibit alcohol, basically, and we all know how that turned out. Do we think that if we banned all guns, per se, there would be any different result? No. And I think the obvious answer is no. Uh, as far as the mental health, I think once again, as a society, if we can remove the stigma of someone seeking mental health, that that may go a long way. Uh, I agree. Really... Yeah, it's really tough for someone that might be uh, in a situation like that saying, well, you know what, if I do seek help and it gets out to the family, the friends, the employer, then I'm looked down upon as someone, you know, that can't be trusted, etc. Uh, I think the mental health, and, and I'm not sure what the overall answer is, 
But just to repeat myself. No, I no, no, you don't have to repeat. We got it. But you know what, Ron? Thanks for the call. The difference here is that now more and more people are coming out. Howie Mandel was on last week, and we talked about you know his coming out uh, with OCD and the difference he made in people's lives. Julia Scotty was on with him, and the interview was on NJ1015.com, where you know Julia came out to Howie as transgender on America's Got Talent, and they talked about that. The more we're able to open up, the more we're able to come out, You know, the better we feel. 1-800-283-101.5. Which do you think is the bigger problem regarding school or mass shootings? Gun control or mental health? Nobody's calling but the gun control. And the, what do you do for your own mental health? Scott, Drew, Adrian, I want to hear what you have to say. Anybody else? 1-800-283-101.5. I've got one open line here. Spring is finally here. You're back outside doing what you love the most. Is pain holding you back? Don't you want to enjoy life without pain? Well, you need to go to Trinity Rehab. Trinity Rehab can help. Pain or even age is no excuse. Trinity Rehab is unlike any place you've ever tried. No prescription needed, same-day appointments, fast results. Trinity Rehab actually fixes the pain instead of masking it. Call Trinity Rehab at 800-518-0977 or go to trinity-rehab.com. Be sure to ask about their EPAT therapy. It's cutting-edge acoustic pressure wave therapy that breaks up scar tissue, enhances healing, frees you from pain fast. In fact, most patients see results in three five-minute sessions and no prescription is needed to get started. Trinity Rehab has dozens of locations in New Jersey and Pennsylvania, like their newest ones in Woodbridge, Flemington, Toms River, and Wall. So you know there's one near you. For more details, visit trinity rehabcom That's trinity-rehab.com. Veterans, it's Mother's Day. Share with New Jersey 101.5 what your mama used to say. One lucky entry will win mom a pair of sparkling diamond stud earrings worth $2,500. Uh, enter now on a New Jersey 101.5 free app or on NJ1015.com. Thanks to our sponsor, Earth Treasures Jewelers, Highway 35 and 36 in Eatontown. The name you know and trust for almost 50 years this Mother's Day. Tell us what mama used to say to win from New Jersey 101.5 next hour at 9 o'clock hour. Best advice your mom ever gave you. So stick around. Freddie Rubino's calling with that uh mental health my opinion is much bigger problem than gun control when it comes to the mass shootings and when it comes to the uh school shootings it's uh it's the state of mind of the person behind the gun not the gun that's the problem that's what i think what do you think i got a twitter poll up uh, basically saying what you think is the bigger problem regarding uh school or mass shootings and uh, 176 votes so far 70.5 percent say mental health 29.5 percent say uh gun control scott is in phillipsburg on new jersey 101.5 hey scott hey buddy it's been a while last time i talked to you i uh, told you a little bit about the death experience for the motorcycle accident Wait a minute, hold on. You okay? You got you got to take two steps to the right. You're breaking up. Um, um I'm sorry. Can you can, can you hear me now? Much better. Okay. Yeah, I was just saying. Last time I spoke to you, I told you a little bit about my near death experience with my motorcycle accident. So it's been a while since I. Oh called yeah, it. you better now. It sounds that's great. Oh hell yeah! So listen, I there's two things I think that that are contributing to what we're seeing. Number one is the pharmaceutical industry. I think the over-prescription, you know, prescribing of drugs that have been shown to cause suicidal increases and even vaccines that haven't been proven that are causing neurological problems. I think both of them, you know, I mean, how do we know that a drug that increases the likelihood of suicide 
doesn't increase the likelihood to want to kill somebody. You know, it's a very great point because it gets overlooked. You know, people people see the commercial and they see, you know, uh, the girl running through the fields with a smile on her face and they don't ignore the soft voice that says, may cause death, you know what I mean? And, and they don't take that seriously. And worse than that is that the uh, Food and Drug Administration will let that stuff on the market knowing that it can cause people to want to kill themselves, knowing that it can cause mental illness, but they let it go in exchange for the money, you know, and doctors yeah, and love to prescribe did... pills. Why? Because to be a doctor, what do you got to do? Subscribe the pill and get the money. And how come they don't, you know, put a link to any other type of killing? It's only killing yourself. I mean, how do they not know that it would increase the likelihood to want to kill others if you're going to kill yourself? Well, here's the other here's here's the other caveat to that, and it's a great point. It's not so much. It's kind of like with with the car. You know, you're going to kill yourself in the car. What about the other people that you may hit? And that's the same thing when it comes to mental illness and taking your own life, or depending on how you do it. Uh, you know, what would the collateral damage be? Scott, thanks for the call to New Jersey 101.5. It's a great point. All right, one eight hundred two eight three one zero one point five. We have definitely taken us into the next hour. Meg and Drew and Adrian, I want to hear what you have to say. I got another two slots open here. Which do you think is the bigger problem regarding school or mass shootings? We had another outside mall shooting in Texas over the weekend. Eight people lost their lives, and uh, the shooter had a mental illness problem. He was booted from the army for it. We have to talk about this. So stick around. If it happens in New Jersey, you'll hear about. It on New Jersey 101.5 and NJ1015.com. Yeah, 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 yeah. Steve Trevelis. And I was listening to uh, the Springsteen channel, and uh, they played a concert from Portland that took place in February of this year. Oh, my God, it was great. I really didn't think he was going to sound that good right now. And uh, the songs, you know, Thunder Road with all the quarter notes. You know, there are times when, you know, the different phases of Bruce and his songs, you know, through the year, especially with Thunder Road. Sometimes he sings it like Bob Dylan. Sometimes it seems like he really, I don't want to say puts effort into it, but kind of, uh, sound it makes it sound like the way you originally heard it. Uh, but wow, they uh, they played this concert from Portland from 23, and I'll tell you, uh, I would not regret any dime purchased to go see Bruce Springsteen in concert. It was phenomenal, and this is him at 73 years old. Amazing, but you know that if you saw him, right? I didn't. I. What we have here is a failure to communicate, and it's causing a big mental illness problem in this country. And this past weekend, eight people were gunned down in a Texas outside mall by a guy who was thrown out of the Army for mental illness. So right away, our president wants to solve the problem with gun control, and uh, the Republicans, they want to solve the problem with mental illness. Uh, which do you think is the bigger problem, a gun control or mental illness. I got 217 votes on my Twitter poll. 72.4% say mental illness. 27.6% say gun control. You know, a point was brought up in the last hour, the pharmaceuticals. You know, these these side effects that uh, we're going to cure your depression by making you suicidal. And America goes, well, that's a good idea. And they buy into it because the drug companies pay a lot of money 
to get them to buy into it. What do you think is the biggest problem in this country? And what do you do for your own mental illness? I'm saying you're mentally ill. What I mean by that is what do you do to take care of yourself, to prevent, you know, to, to prevent you from getting mental illness, just to save your sanity. I work out every day. I spend an hour a day working out. But then you have to have other vices, other things that take you away from the pressure of life. You know, sports fans. I'm a huge Giant fan. I'm a huge Beatle fan. I can bury myself in the in the music of uh, Bruce Springsteen, The Who. Uh, you know, just, just to get away. Television. Love sitcoms. Stuff like that. Comedians. Comedies away. Comedy is a great way to look the world in the eye and laugh in its face. And that's what I do every weekend. And that's what I'm going to be doing uh, in Madawan on June 10th. And Freddie Rubino is going to call in next hour. And uh, I'm going to be doing it with him. And he's a very funny guy. Uh, but what do you do? Meg is in Warrington on New Jersey 101.5. Hi, Meg. Hey, Steve. Um, thanks for taking my call. I really enjoy your show. And I really like this topic you're talking about. Oh, thank you. I'm glad you're here. You know, I, I I really agree with a lot of what the other callers were saying about, um, you know, just, uh, you know, a lack of spirituality, whatever that means for you. Um, knowing you have a purpose deep down inside of you, you have to figure out what that is and then, and then give it freely. Um, I think that people as a whole are very disconnected from themselves. Um, which makes them spend too much time on TV or, you know, on their phones, on TikTok and whatever. Looking for approval um, from someplace. Right, getting approval, right, getting more likes. And, you know, I think, you know, when you're addicted to the technology and outside influences, you lose who you are. And I think you become less empathetic. Mm-hmm. You're 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 looking for things to numb you, numb you from your disappointments, your regrets, your pain, um, and instead of just dealing with it, um, people I think, and I see it all the time in my practice, they get so um, entranced with social media and television and video games that they're you know they're not just dealing with you know, the issues at hand, it's, they've made their lives just too dependent on technology and living just too complicated, you know, and not just slowing down and, you know, looking at another person in the eyes when you're at the checkout counter and, you know, or this person behind you in line and just looking at them and asking how their day's going or, you know, give them a compliment, you know, just, more connections with people. I, when I, you say practice, what do you do? Oh, what do I do? I, I'm a reflexologist. So okay. I I work on clients, but then I give them a lot of tools. But, um, you know, I just think people are over-medicated. I think they're not getting enough sleep. There's just too many pressures. Some of them is self-imposed pressures. So what do you I do? I don't think it's about the guns. Like I don't think Meg, it's about the guns. I, no, I agree. What do you, What do you do? for your own sanity? Well, what I do is at least a couple of times, maybe three times a month, I gift a session to somebody who I know maybe, um, you know, is going through a really hard time physically or emotionally, and I offer, you know, a free session just to, um, you know, give them um, 
you know, just more care. So for me, giving of myself more, whether it's with my reflexology business or whether I'm, you know, volunteering, uh, giving more of myself at our local nursing home that I go to or walking a neighbor's pet, you know, just doing little things, you know, just listening to someone, an elderly person that just wants someone to talk to, you know, just that's what makes me feel more grounded. And I feel so much calmer is when I'm giving my time to someone else. That's great, Meg. Thanks for the call to New Jersey 101.5. What do you do? Yeah, Meg volunteers. Meg gives her time. Makes you feel good. Saves your own sanity. Let's go to uh, Adrian's in Westfield on New Jersey 101.5. Adrian. You know, the last time I was put on hold on the radio, I did a few things with my AK-47 that I am not proud of. Oh, really? I'll be serious. Okay. What I wanted to bring up was the, one of the preceding callers mentioned what I was going to talk about, pharmaceuticals. The SSRIs can elevate serotonin levels, which can lead to violent acts uh, towards yourself and, and other people. And, and for those who believe that banning guns is the answer, all you have to do is look at the murder rate from guns in the UK where guns are illegal. Also Canada. Yeah. You know, the, the answer is right there. Thanks for the call to New Jersey 101.5. 1-800-283-101.5. So, well, loneliness, major problem. As a matter of fact, according to the Surgeon General, loneliness can be as deadly as smoking 15 cigarettes a day and is associated with a greater risk of cardiovascular disease, dementia, stroke, depression, anxiety, premature death. You know what makes you lonely? Getting buried in your technology. Getting buried in your iPhone. 1-800-283-101.5. What's the bigger problem as far as, uh, as far as, uh, school shootings, as far as mass shootings, like the one in Texas over the weekend? Are we going gun control or are we going mental health? And what do you do to save your own sanity? 1-800-283-101.5. Steve Trevelis. Don't leave money on the table if you have to move out of state. Robert Kansky of Remax First Advantage is buyers lined up and get your home sold fast and for more money than you thought possible. Anthony bought his playing field home with the help of Rob's team, but when he landed a job as a New York City police officer, he needed to sell it so he could move to New York City. The purchase process was so smooth that he naturally called Rob's team again to sell the home. It turned out the selling process was just as smooth. After only eight days on the market, 26 showings, multiple offers, the home was sold for $300,000, which was $30,000 above the list price. Robert Dukansky of Remax First Advantage has superior marketing to sell your home for the highest price possible. So call the only agent I would call if I needed to sell my home. Call Robert Dukansky at 855-350-1015. That's 855-350-1015 or online at robsellsnj.com or Google Rob Sells NJ and start packing his fast traffic. Every 15 minutes on New Jersey 101.5 with it brought to you by Ray Katina Auto Group. When it comes to luxury and performance, few SUVs can measure up to the new 2023 Jaguar F-Pace all-wheel drive. Now, with exceptional lease and finance offers, experience the driving pleasure of Jaguar F-Pace from Jaguar Marlboro, a Ray Katina dealership. Steve Trevelis. All right, we had a 
mass shooting over the weekend at an outdoor mall in Texas. Uh, eight people died. The uh, guy that did it was also taken out, and uh, he suffered from mental illness, thrown out of the Army for it. I'm asking you, which do you think is the bigger problem regarding school or mass shootings, gun control or mental illness? Uh, 243 votes on a Twitter poll. 70.4% say mental health. 25.6% say gun control. Drew, and what do you do for your own mental sanity? Drew is in Somerville on New Jersey 101.5. Hi, Drew. Hey, how you doing, Steve? Thank you guys for having me on the show. You guys have an awesome one. My pleasure. I'm glad you're here. What are you thinking? Uh, all right. Uh, I'm, I've been all over the world about seven and a half times. I've been to many other countries. I was a Navy. Uh, okay, I was a, I've been to a lot of combat vet stuff for the Navy. Right. Um, you get a lot of mental health problems from all kinds of aspects of all types of work. The problem is, is that people don't come together. When that one lady called in uh, about uh, volunteering, believe it or not, that, I don't know what you call it, synchronicity, the uh, everybody's ideas exploding together and you're all chipping in, that really works for a lot of people. I'd say about 99% because other countries I've been to, uh-huh. these communities come together. They build their houses, they build their shops, they build their towns as a community. They all come together. Camaraderie, and sense that, of belonging. You feel like you're part of something. It, it is. And I notice in the U.S. we don't have it like other countries. They don't do a lot of this, everybody chip in and build a home for habitat thing. They try it, but it's just... I think it should be mandatory. You got to do two years service. Everybody get together, raise the house. Yeah, exactly. And it gets that, like you said, the camaraderie going. Uh, A lot of people have these mental problems and they don't even acknowledge it because they don't know. Or like the one guy called in about the stigmatism and it's, you know, it's it's people's lives. Uh, Some people have it better than others. Some don't. But when you do that community involvement, you understand. You realize your neighbor down the road and that she's got a handicap or the guy down the road's got the experience. And you put that all together. These people come together and you have a lot less mental problems in your community. And you know what? Today, many people don't even know their neighbors. You know, like when I was a kid growing up, I knew everybody on my block and everybody on my exactly. block, every parent was basically, you know, it takes a village. We thought we were on our own. The whole town was watching us. Not just that. If somebody had a fire and the fire department couldn't make it, I guarantee you every one of your neighbors and you included would have been there with a bucket putting it out old school style. Absolutely. Absolutely right. That's that's great, Drew. That's a great thought. Thank you for your service. Another thing, I, uh, well, thank you. I enjoyed it. Uh, another thing, one of my one of my vet buddies, uh, his son came up with an incredible idea. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's an app that you have to perform on your phone when you go to purchase a weapon and that if you fill this app, you can't buy a gun at that moment. That's it, interesting. That's interesting. It's a pretty impressive app, and if you can't pass this, uh-huh. then it's it's more of a questionnaire, not a not a thing, but it's a it's a mental psych questionnaire. This kid developed it's it's an amazing app. I hope he gets it through, and all states approve it and use it because it'll allow people to get to that point of mental stability, or if they're just on an impulse buy. Yeah, and we'll be able to know so much more. And if it happens, make sure they come here first because this is where we broke it, right, Drew? You and me. Exactly. And here's another thing. The last note I'll say is uh, uh, to get by it, my mental stability Mm -hmm. is actually my grandma taught me this years ago, and I haven't put it in play as much as I should. But she said, she said, take pride in caring to the little things. 
And those little things mean a lot. And you'll remember those memories. You'll go on with them. You're feeling good. And it could be the smallest thing of, I don't know, just building something on your little workbench or getting on your motorcycle and enjoying a nice sunny day for a Sunday cruise. And those little things mean a lot, and they go a long way. You know that expression, don't sweat the small stuff? Better yet, enjoy the small stuff and take it all in. Exactly. Yeah, true. Thanks for the call to New Jersey 101.5. You know, I'll tell you, the one guy that I want to know how he deals uh, with the stress in his life. I had to wait until 827 to get this answer from Anthony in Philadelphia. <laughs> there is no stress in the Durham household. There is no stress. There's a lot of drugs, but no stress. Yeah, there you go. So, you know, I'm 56. When You know, when I was coming up, the people who were, quote, unquote, mentally ill didn't kill people. You didn't so, know it. They didn't have. They didn't announce mental happened. illness in those it days. Huh. Well, you know, they called it another name because of the R. Okay. Um, that kind of thing. Right. Um, that's how we knew what mental that's what we. That's what mental illness was when I was younger. You know, um, we didn't have mass shootings or they're few and far between. So I'm not sure how you quantify um, mental illness is a bridge to become, you know, a mass shooter or what have you. You know, if you shoot one person, you shoot six. Is that mental illness or, or, or so many mental illness when you shoot more than one or two people? What I'm saying is there are two arguments whenever there's a mass shooting. One side says, we need more gun control, and that's going to solve the problem. And another side says, we need more, you know, it, the problem is mental illness. As, well, why my, does, why, now, wait a minute, hold on. Why does mental, oh, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm not done yet. In my, my, in my opinion, is the mental illness because the, you can always get a gun, whether they're legal or really illegal. But it's the guy behind the trigger. It's the frame of mind of the person behind the trigger. So if your question is, do we know that the people who kill people are mentally ill? I would say someone's going to take someone else's life. To me, is mentally ill. Right, but what? Unless it's self defense. See, I don't know. Automatically, you you mentally ill, you're going to kill somebody. That doesn't. No, I don't know how you. No, no, no. I'm not saying. But my point isn't automatically. If you're mentally ill, you're going to kill somebody. I'm saying the people who kill people uh, that are not trying to fight for their lives or the lives of their children or family in some way, are mentally ill. You've got to be screwed up to want to take somebody's life, in my opinion. Now, if, if, taking it to the next step, if mental illness is the problem in this country, what do we do to solve it? i got 45 seconds. Go ahead. You, first, you, gotta, you don't know if that's the problem, you know? Um, We're saying if it is, how would you deal with it? Like, how do you deal? What do you do to keep yourself from going nuts? It's, it's easy for me, man. I don't tell my don't sweat. It's, it's impossible to hurt my feelings, first of all. Right. And I don't make, I don't wallow in. If I make a bad decision, I don't wallow in it. I I fix it. Right. Like most, a lot of people who claim depression are wallowing. Some people are wallowing in just their bad decisions. You're right. And You're right. It's it's for me. It's easy to do. It's super easy to do. Just if you do, I've made bad mistakes, but I never wallowed in them, and and claim I was depressed or wanted to hurt myself. It just, I don't know, man. It's, it's, it's a hard thing to, to put a a stamp on because as a child, I didn't see this like mm -hmm. you do today. Well, it's here now. Anthony, thanks for the call to New Jersey 101.5. Lisa, Aaron, Kathy, hold on. It's 830. Five. 
Brought to you by Veteran Care Services. Did you know the senior veterans and their spouses may qualify for a veteran pension plan that could pay up to $2,200 a month for your medical care? See if you or a loved one qualifies. Call Veteran Care Services now at 1-888-E-Veterans. Steve Trevelisse. Next hour, best advice your mom gave you as Mother's Day comes up on Sunday. Right now, we had a horrific weekend in Texas. Eight people died in a mass shooting. What's the bigger problem, gun control or mental health? 1-800-283-101.5. Got the Twitter poll up. 262 votes. 69.8% say mental health. 30.2% say gun control. Aaron is in Philadelphia, New Jersey, 101.5. Hi, Aaron. Hey, how you doing? Good. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. What are you thinking? Well, let me share this with you. And this is going to seem odd because you're probably not going to get a comment like this on your on your line. You'd be surprised. Go ahead. You can pass a gazillion laws from Congress, and it's not about the gun control. And you can pass a gazillion, trillions, or whatever you want to call laws, and it's not about the mental illness. The issue, and it's sad to say, but it's a simple reality. Man does not want a relationship with the God that created them. And unfortunately, that's the problem. Why do you think that is? You got to lay the axe to the root of the cause of the problem. I don't disagree with the mental problems that's going on out there with, with people. But it's not about taking them and run to the doctors and you take this medication, you start out with one, then you got three, five, and on and on and on. Right. Next thing you know, you're carrying a whole bag full of medicine, and yet you still didn't get better. Now, I'm going to use myself as a personal example and testimony. I myself had suffered with manic depressant between 1985 and 1995, right. and I never once picked up a weapon to try to harm myself or harm anyone. They probably would put me in the same category as the topics that you're talking tonight. And I overcame, not under the hands of the medical profession, my friends. I overcame because I was led to church. They sat me down, showed me what God, the creator, constituted as health. And it was the eight laws of health. Now, let me give you some little insight. You hey, wait, hold on, hold on, hold on. We got to have a conversation. Otherwise, we're getting a pontification. And uh, you've already been to the sermon. Let's have a conversation. Why do you think people are not finding God? Why do I think they're not finding God? Yeah. Why do you, why do you think? You, you started off by saying, you know, man does not find God. So why do you think people are not finding God? doesn't want a relationship God? with the Creator. All right. Why? why all right. Let me, wait, wait, hold on, Aaron. Why doesn't man want a relationship with the Creator? Because uh, God says either they're going to be lovers of pleasure or lovers of God. It's what are you in love with? Are you in love with the ways of the world? Or you're in love with the one who created you. It's a Does it have to be a choice, or can it be a balance? It, it, it's a it's a it's a free choice. But once again, it's not about balance because see, you can't look at it as balance. You can't have your cake and eat it too. Whereas God lets it be known that you either want to love uh, one and you're going to hate the other. You can, he said you can't serve two masters. You're going to love one or hate the other. In this situation, dealing with the gun control and once again with the mental illness, right. they both are in the position where 
you like I said, you can pass a, a million laws. No, I, I got what you're saying, but I, I don't think that it's got to be an either or when it comes to God and happiness. But thanks for the call to New Jersey 101.5. Uh, I know a lot of people who uh, live very fulfilled lives that have God in their life. And the idea is that, you know, God blesses you and gives you the abundant, you know, it's saying the Bible, right? Uh, exceedingly abundantly above all we ask or think according to the power that worketh within us. How about that? He's quoting Bible, right? Look it up. You can have what you want uh, and have God in your life. So I don't see it as an either-or thing. Kathy is in Blackwood on New Jersey 101.5. Hey, Kathy. Hey, how you doing, Steve? Good. How about you? Oh, well, I'm okay. I just got back home to, from Blackwood, so I'm not in Blackwood right now. And anyway, Louie? And, and who? And Louie. Who's Louie? Never mind. Now we got the wrong Kathy. Go ahead. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> That's all right. Wrong Kathy. But still, it's you. So go ahead. Tell me. Uh, okay. Um, I want to point out something. Back in the uh, back in the 1950s and 60s, right? These high schools used to have gun clubs. Right. Kids used to bring their guns to school. Yeah. I mean, you see old pictures. You see old pictures of like these girls like in bobby socks and poodle skirts holding rifles. Mm-hmm. Funny. They hunted, that's, that's, right? They were hunting clubs and things like that. It wasn't about the guns. Exactly. But but nobody was like, you know, killing each other. I got to say this. It's everything that's going on in this world today. This world is insidiously evil in a lot of ways, and it's not getting any better. Just like the previous caller said, this is all about, you know, falling from God. You have to see uh, it you, you have, and then fix it. Huh? If you see it and you identify it and you understand what's going on, then you can take personal steps to fix it as opposed to just being a victim of it. You know what I mean? I do. I, I understand. I understand. You get it. And uh, for my mental illness, how I fix it is uh, I listen to 1015 all the time. That's what I highly recommend. You want to fix mental illness? You listen to New Jersey 101.5, especially at night. That's what I would say. All right, spring is finally here. You're back outside doing what you love the most. Is pain holding you back? Don't you want to enjoy life without pain? Well, you need to go to Trinity Rehab. Trinity Rehab can help. Pain or even age is no excuse. Trinity Rehab is unlike any place you have ever tried. No prescription needed, same-day appointments, fast results. Trinity Rehab actually fixes the pain instead of masking it. Call Trinity Rehab at 800-518-0977 or go to trinity-rehab.com. Be sure to ask about their EPAP therapy. It's cutting-edge acoustic pressure wave therapy that breaks up scar tissue, enhances healing, frees you from pain fast. In fact, most patients see results in three, five-minute sessions and no prescription is needed to get started. Trinity Rehab has dozens of locations in New Jersey and Pennsylvania, like the newest ones in Woodbridge, Flemington, Toms River, and Wall. So you know there's one near you. For more details, visit trinity-rehab.com. That's trinity-rehab.com. Minutes on New Jersey, 101.5. Steve Trevelis. All right. Trevi coming up Wednesday night, of course. 1-800-283-101.5. By the way, go to nj1015.com. Uh, Howie Mendel's coming to the Mayo Performing Arts Center Friday night. He was on last week. And Julia Scotty was on with him. Uh, it was Howie who asked Julia on America's Got Talent. 
why she, uh, why we hadn't known about her for all this time. And it was Julia who came out as transgender on the show. To Howie. And it's all on NJ1015.com. Bigger problem regarding school or mass shootings, gun control, 29.7%. Mental health, 70.3%. Lisa's in Philly on New Jersey 101.5. Hi, Lisa. Hi. Great topic, Steve. Thank you, Ethan. Nice think? to talk to you. Thank you. So, Same here. Uh, first question. Whatever happened to the manifesto of the Nashville shooter? I don't know. Exactly. What are they hiding? What are they hiding? Well, they're not releasing it. The manif- I'm sorry, the manifesto of what? The Nashville shooter. Oh, the Nashville shooter. I thought, I'm sorry. Yes. Oh, I don't know. I honestly don't know. I don't know why they're... Re- you know what? In my opinion, I don't want to hear what any of these guys are thinking. I never want their names released. I will never say the name of the man who murdered John Lennon. Because these guys, when they do this, they should be disposed of. And they should never, ever have their name mentioned. Because some of these guys actually do it for fame. I don't care what his manifesto was. Uh, you know what? Because there's a cause. Why did this person do it? They had a reason. I don't care what the reason is. The reason, you know, the, the purpose is you shouldn't do it. And when you, you know, and, and, and let's find out what makes these people tick. You know, why this person did it, if they know, they can get out with it. But I really don't like the idea of publicizing these guys. Okay. Good point. Okay. Thank you so much. Is that it? Oh, I thought you had more. Okay. No, but right. you understand what I'm saying, though. I mean, because some of these guys they they do it for they do it for glory. I mean, I remember the guy that killed John Lennon wanted to be part of the Beatlemania thing, and subsequently there was an album, like a best of album, that came out, and these idiots did like a montage and put him in the album, and Barbara Walters put him on 2020. I couldn't believe any of this was going on. Lisa, thanks for the call. Chad is in Edison on New Jersey 101.5. Hi, Chad. Hey, good evening. Good evening. What are you thinking? Uh, I really don't think it's one or the other. I think it's a combination of both and uh, other factors that we're not even considering. I mean, we know that our gun laws are, are reckless compared to other countries. Right. And that for the general welfare of society and the well-being and safety of uh, American citizens, there should be uh, rational, reasonable regulations, well-regulated gun, gun, gun owners. And we also know we have a mental health crisis and, and we don't have a national health care system. So when people are able to get health care for mental illness, uh, sometimes it may not be the best and they're just beginning, being overly medicated. Well, that, the um, medication is a big deal, you know, because we, we give out, we freely give out drugs that can cause depression. We freely give out drugs that could cause people to want to kill themselves. And we're okay with that. Exactly. Yeah. And, that, and that's another part of the problem is that our uh, medical schools are teaching young doctors to be pill pushers, beautiful reps. Yeah. They're pill pushers. Yeah. So they don't, they don't learn about the, they don't care about the causes or they're not taught to care about the causes, not taught to care about alternative solutions or taught to push the pills. You know what? You're right. And like there, uh, high blood pressure is one thing. Like I, I have high blood pressure and I actually had to like, you know, get by the idea. We'll just prescribe this and literally go find the guy. Let's find out why this is happening. And you go for a series of tests. And then after all the tests, they find out 
you just got it. <laughs> Sometimes it's just like that. But at least you, you want to know as opposed to, you know, the idea like you said, okay, if this, prescribe that. But the problem is when they're prescribing that, uh, they may be covering the this, but there are so many other side effects that are causing yeah. this. Absolutely. And and it doesn't help that in, you know, currently in the, in the USA, uh, crazy is kind of celebrated by both uh, political ideologies where we have these radical people on both the right and the left that are absolutely bonkers. And because of tribalism, people don't want to criticize, uh, you know, people that are somewhat similar to them or share some views, no matter how bonkers they may be. Well, there's so many there's so many pressures today. You know, you could say the wrong thing. You can do the wrong thing. It's how, how do you feel about this? How do you feel about that? What are you thinking? And this idea of separating everybody and isolating everybody. You know, kids that won't go out and play, but they'll sit home. My sons will all be in a circle with their friends on Instagram, uh, all, all on the same couch. Thank God they go out and they play basketball, they play football, they go out and do stuff together. But a lot of kids don't. And and then you grow up with this isolation. And then, as I said before, you know, loneliness today, according to the Surgeon General, is just as deadly as smoking up to 15 cigarettes a day. That's how bad yeah, it is. We, we, all the modern conveniences kind of encourage us to be alone instead of outside and, and engaging with other people. And as uh, Hawkeye Pierce once said on MASH, loneliness is everything it's cracked up to be. Chad, thanks for the call to New Jersey 101.5. Right, 1-800-283-101.5. Here's what I want in the next hour. Mother's Day is coming up this Sunday. Have you made your plans yet? Are you taking care of mom? What are you going to do? Uh, also, uh, give me the best advice that your mother has ever given you. All right? Somewhere along the line, you know, like Mama used to say, give me the best advice your mother has ever given you. Coming up. Bill Spadia. Unconventional. Uncommon. Undeniable. Weekday morning, 6 to 10 on New Jersey 101.5. Whatever gets you through the night. All right. All right. All right. See trouble is getting you through tonight. At 1-800-283-101.5. Go to nj1015.com. Two articles on Howie Mandel, who's going to be at the uh, Mayo Performing Arts Center Friday night. He was uh, on the show last Wednesday. And he, uh, Julia Scotty, the last time Julia Scotty spoke with Howie Mandel was on national television on America's Got Talent, Rob Brown. Yep. And she did a killer set. And how he said, Julia, how do we not know? How, do, how come we don't know about you? you? Why did you start so late in life? Mm -hmm. And Julia said, you really want to know? And then she came out as transgendered on national television. <laughs> and they hadn't spoke since last Wednesday. Yeah. When Howie called in and I had Julia sitting where you are right now. Uh-huh. And they had a conversation. And we have it on nj1015.com mm -hmm. on the website. And also how he, uh, the, the rest of the interview where how he talked about all the stuff he's going to do Friday night. You ever see Howie Mandel? Uh, I was about to bring up the bit of when he does, because uh, I remember he used to put a, like a, like a condom on the his glove. face. Yeah. The surgical glove. Yeah. Yeah. He, uh, oh, that, that was all in the 80s. I had, uh, mm -hmm. I, I, I told the story before. We had lunch in the, we had breakfast in the 80s. He came to YSP. Yeah. And I was doing the uh, updates on a Howard Stern show. Mm -hmm. And afterwards, I'm sitting in the production room 
I got on a filing cabinet. I'm just kind of sitting there, like you know, coming down. And uh, our midday guy was interviewing him. He's at the he's at the controls. Howie walks in with his guy, and uh, the guy's like, "All right, start talking." Yeah. And I'm like, and Howie's like, "What do you want me to say?" <laughs> so I'm on the other end of the room. Like, so Howie, what's your, how do you like Philadelphia? And he started shouting questions. He started answering. So when it was over, Howie says, hey, uh, you want breakfast? Come on, we're going to go down. You, you want? I'll buy you guys breakfast. So him and wow. his people took us downstairs, bought us breakfast, and they had a special uh, on Wednesdays. They would give you scrapple, bacon, and sausage with eggs. And I said, man, this is, you got Howie. Wow. This is great. You got to get because what should I get? You got to get this. So he orders it. And then he looks at me and goes, I forgot to tell you, I, I don't eat meat. <laughs> so he gave me, would you like my, would you like my meat? And he gave me his breakfast. He was such a cool guy, though. And, and he, on stage, he was, he was totally fearless. Yeah. But he was saying, he goes, you know, back then I used to do like 300 shows a year. Now mm-hmm. I may have done like 15 shows in the last three years. Yeah, because so, I don't like you. Don't think of Howie Mandel as a stand-up comedian no. anymore. Like, I mean, my generation thinks of him as the guy from Deal or No Deal. That's yeah. why I know him from. I binge watched Deal or No Deal during the pandemic. Like, yeah, you know that. That's you. You don't really like or America's Got Talent. You you think of him in those situations. So it's it's definitely way different. Kind of like Drew Carey, right? Yeah. You don't think of Drew Carey. You think of Drew Carey as the host of The Price is Right. Mm -hmm. A lot of people, when Robin Williams died, thought of him as an actor and didn't know how great he was as a stand-up. A lot of stand-ups, like, they start out doing it, and then they get into other stuff. Uh, But then guys like Chris Rock will stay with the stand-up. Yeah. And even though he's making successful movies, he'll continue to do the stand-up. You know, someone who was just like that when I... Because that is a perfect thing. Because when I really got into stand-up comedy when I was 14 years old, the one that really blew my mind was Eddie Murphy. Eddie Murphy. I knew him as the donkey from Shrek. Right. And then all of a sudden he is this comedian who is way different from anything yeah. I've ever seen in my entire life. I, I'm watching Delirious on, like, my iPad when I'm 14. Watch I'm Raw. Like, this oh, yeah. yeah I, watch I watched, Raw. I watched Raw right after that. Like, uh-huh. I, I found it on Netflix, and there there I was watching. I, I think I watched, like, two of his movies after what, that. I was up until, like, 3 in the morning that night. That's what Howie was saying. Howie says, listen, I know you got everybody knows me from Deal or No Deal. They know mm-hmm. me from Records Got Talent. Yeah. Don't bring the kids. <laughs> not, don't bring the kids because that's what you think. And, you know, the dream of most stand-up comics would be to, like, get out of stand-up comedy. Uh, but then there were those who, you know, who just comedy is what brought them to the dance and comedy is what they love. Don Adams, who played Maxwell Smart and Get Smart, uh, loved doing stand-up and he would shoot the show and he always knew that he had stand-up comedy in his pocket. Then when he wanted to go make easy money, Bob Newhart and a lot of these guys with yeah. sitcoms, a lot of stand-up guys, you know, Ray Romano, they, Kevin James, they get sitcoms. Uh, and, you know, the stand-up comedy gets the sitcom. Uh, there was a guy named James Comack who was the producer for Courtship of Eddie's Father, mm-hmm. which was a show where Bill Bixby uh, was the father and Brandon Cruz was the son and Norman, uh, Uncle Norman was James Comack. And Uncle Norman becomes a producer. And he sees, he looking for shows and he sees Freddie Prinze perform and cast him in Chico and the Man, builds it around him. And then he sees uh, Gabe Kaplan's act, all about the sweat hogs and when he went to high school. Yeah. And thus is born, Welcome Back, Cotter. So a lot of, you know, then then came in the craze in the 80s that everybody was crafting their act so he can get a sitcom. Mm-hmm. And Ray Romano got one. 
He went on Letterman, talked about his family. Letterman had a development deal. That'd be a good show. Turns out it was. And, Le- and Ray Romano was performing in New Jersey when the call came in to get him on a plane out to L.A. This pilot got picked up. Wow. Yeah. The stories we can tell. I know. Now, the best stories are going to be told this Sunday when you're sitting with your mom or you're remembering your mom and you're thinking about the good times. My mom uh, passed away when uh, she was 64 years old. But I have a videotape of her Mm -hmm. at my surprise 35th birthday party. And I play it on Mother's Day every year because she's speaking into the camera talking to me. Give me, like, give me, what's the best advice oh, one. Uh, your mother ever gave you? So for me, it would definitely be half, it would have to be when she really shared stories with me. Because we're very, we're very similar, my mother and I. Um, and there was many times when I would be way more on the side of you know i'm, I'm naked like i'm maybe i'm thinking negative and I, i'd say maybe it's right around college right when i started uh at Ryder university i really didn't think i was fit to be in college in general because usually kids are uh, it's usually oh you know i i can't do it at this place and i'll go somewhere else me i thought it was you know all in general can't do college maybe maybe i wasn't trying so much in high school to the point where i i can't do college so I, I was kind of explaining that to her, and she really kind of reiterate the same things over and over in my life, but then really explained it a little bit better in this story, which is just really just never give up. You know, she says, like, she really explained to me the story of how, you know, during this time of, of her age, like a, around that time when she was my age, you know, you, you, sometimes you don't have that extra, you know, person behind you or maybe you know because because it, it's it's a moment in between it was like that moment of in between being an adult and, and a teenager and i needed that extra push in a way to get me out there and to be more independent and believe me i i am very happy and very grateful for that conversation because i was able to really uh go into you know what was my college life after that um i really took it on but um, it, it's definitely uh, never give up. It, it's never definitely, give up. Yeah, never give up. Yeah. That's what I want to know. 1-800-283-101.5. The best advice your mother ever gave you. And uh, I put it out. I put it out on my uh, my Facebook page here. Freddie Rubino, the comedian, is going to be calling in after 920. He's very funny. and he's got, he's got mama stories. Nene Grace who's coming back here for a couple of hours in a few weeks. Uh, so, Steve, you're going to love this. Uh, coming from me, this should sound great. Uh, men are like buses. If you miss one, another one will be coming back down the block in 10 minutes. Okay? That's what I want. I want, I want the best advice your mother ever gave you. 1-800-283-101.5. Francie Trout, become a teacher. I didn't listen and I regret it now. Well, if you see, nobody listens to the teachers, though. I didn't listen to my <laughs> teacher. I didn't listen to my teacher yeah. either. All right, but that's what I want to hear. I want to hear the best advice. Did your mother ever give you like life changing advice? This could be. See, this show is podcast, mm-hmm. so that means that at the end of the night, this show goes up on our website. So if you call in and you give me a story about your mother, then it's going to be on the website. Then you can go on the website and on Mother's Day, hey ma. 
I talked about you. And then you play. That is perfect. Isn't that brilliant? Yeah. It's cheaper than a card. It's like an audio card. Mm-hmm. Right, you can go and spend like was it four, five, six, seven, eight dollars for a friggin' Hallmark card, or you could actually call in and say something nice about your mother, and it would be on New Jersey one oh one point five. Maybe you want to call first and have her, you know, tell her to turn on the radio. One eight hundred two eight three one oh one point five. I want to hear uh, the best advice your mother has ever given you. Here's New Jersey one oh one point five fast traffic. <laughs> wasn't the coach he wasn't nothing it was just go out there do your best come home macaroni's at five o'clock if you're late you don't eat <laughs> macaroni's at five o'clock right <laughs> right they didn't have instagram right we had instagram get the hell out of here don't come back till five o'clock so come back and mind your own business you know you come home you're like why is uncle vito's uh, picture in the post office mind your own business <laughs> <laughs> I right. were going to make a stamp out of Uncle Vito. I go, look, it's pictures in the post office. You just mind your own business. <laughs> Freddie, man, you, me, Goomba, Johnny. It's going to be a great night in Madawan on June the 10th. That's my wedding anniversary, by the way. Nice. I'll, I'll dance with you. There you go. <laughs> my wife would love that. <laughs> hey. Classic comedy on the lake. It's gonna, What a MJ's on Route 34. Yeah, I used to DJ there years ago. Really? I DJed weddings there before I got into comedy. Did you DJ your own wedding? No, 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 no. <laughs> I DJed my own wedding. I, I rented my own tuxes. I did everything. Really? I, I, I got the license. I could marry myself. It was beautiful. It was beautiful. <laughs> it was beautiful. I made my own food, you know? No, we got our mothers to do that, right? The moms made the food. They were the caterers. I tell you what, true story. My grandmother one time, yeah. she had another egg story. What is it with the egg? <laughs> my, my grandmother one time, she was she had chest pain. Right. So she was saying she had chest pain. She couldn't breathe. So we called an ambulance. An ambulance took her. But she wrote a note because it wasn't like she had a heart attack, but she was having, uh, and, and thank God she was okay. So my grandfather comes home, right. and I go, Grandpa, Grandma was rushed to the hospital about an hour ago. He's like, what? And I give him the note, and I couldn't read the note because it was in Italian. Right. And the, and the note said, uh, I'm having chest pain. I think I'm okay, but I'm going to the hospital. He says, she says, there's zucchini for zucchini and eggs tomorrow in the refrigerator. <laughs> he says, but we're out of eggs. And my grandfather looks, and he looks at me. I thought he was going to say, oh, my God. He goes, I just bought eggs. <laughs> <laughs> Another egg story. <laughs> What's going on in this house? I said, what is she doing with the eggs? I go, shouldn't we go to the hospital? <laughs> you better hope none of them was cracked. <laughs> hey. Oh. Freddie, you and me, I got to get the news. You and me, Saturday, June 10th, Goomba Johnny. It's going to be a great night. Uh, Where do you get the tickets here? Myconcerts.net. Myconcerts.net. Is that how you get the tickets? That's how you get the tickets. They don't charge us, though. We get to go in for nothing. Thank God. We probably... We'll probably leave with half the salt shakers. <laughs> Absolutely. I'll see you in a couple of weeks, get my friend. Early. If you're Italian, get there early or the salt shakers are going to go right away. You got it. We'll talk again, my friend.
Take it easy. Thank you, pal. You got it. It is 930. 1-800-283-101.5. Steve Trevelis. Looking for the best advice your mother has ever given you. Mother's Day is this Sunday. Have you made plans? Did you buy her something nice? Are you still making a card at your age with the construction paper folded in half and the crayon? 1-800-283-101.5. Let's talk to uh, Annie is in New Providence on New Jersey 101.5. Hi, Annie. Annie, you there? Yeah, 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 Steve. Sorry. Oh, that's okay. <laughs> How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. I'm hanging in there. Um, so the advice my mother used to give me is when, you know, when you're a kid, you have these little spats with your girlfriends or your guy friends or whatever. And now you're stuck in the house because they're out playing. And she'd say, Annie, you be the big one because you got to get out there. You want to get out there and have fun. And so I'd be like, Hey guys, sorry about that. And it really, I was telling the, the gentleman that I interviewed with before I got on the phone, I said it really kind of shaped my life because now I kind of say, I'm sorry, what was your name again? I'm sorry, I didn't mean <laughs> Very humbling. I'm very humbled by everyone. And, uh, and it was really actually some lovely advice. And she was actually a very funny lady, <laughs> my mother. Yeah. She was very funny. You still hear it in your head, right? I mean, to this day, oh, even oh, though, right? You're still oh, in your head. You're a little kid, and you still hear oh, your mother in your head. And there are times when when those words will come back and haunt you, you know? She was a bit of a pip because my neighborhood had a lot of, when they really actually started to build on the hills, right. um, it had immigrants, okay? Right. And we're American. My father's a Pearl Harbor survivor. You know, so uh, they were the Asians, and we called them another name. I'm not going to say what. Um, it wasn't a bad name. It was a C name. Not, not, kink. <laughs> I got the idea. But uh, whatever. And so it, we're kind of just kids, and just uh, so we all, they came in on public school. We were Catholic school. So we made snowballs in advance, and we hid behind something. <laughs> and my mother was at the cellar door watching right. us, laughing, uh-huh. while we threw the, threw the snowballs. No one got hurt. The next day, the mom came down and talked to the parents. And guess what? That afternoon, we were at their birthday party. So, I mean, that's how it worked. Yeah. It was all in the neighborhood, right? It was all in the and neighborhood. And they were lovely. It, it was a lovely neighborhood. Absolutely. Annie, thanks for the call to New Jersey 101.5. I want your mama stories. I want the best advice your mother ever gave you. And uh, we go to Rockaway for Raymond in Rockaway. Bonasera. <laughs> Bonasera, Steve. I tell you, uh, this is some topic. Uh, I won't be long, but they're talking about food. Right. Well, uh, in anglo Egyptian Sudan, where I was born... Uh, I'm the baby of the family out of five, and I was the baby of my mother until she passed away. God bless her soul. Oh. But the better, the most advice she gave me, and always, I mean, she pumped it in my head. Right. It's in my head all the time. He said, never throw food away. Give it to people who don't have food. 
And, you know, I've never forgot it. And I do it until today. This is about <laughs> five years later. Even here, I mean, uh, I buy them sandwiches, this and that. I, I like to help people all the you time. You always do. And that's why your I singing you, on Wednesday helps so many people. You're right, right? You're absolutely right. She, she pumped it in my head, I mean, until today. It's in my head. I, unbelievable. God bless you. This is a beautiful topic. And God bless all the moms. Absolutely. Me. Uh, God bless them all. And God bless you for telling that story. 1-800-283-101.5. Let's go to Joe in Seabright on New Jersey 101.5. Joe, best advice your mom ever gave you? Well, first of all, if you sat around with your siblings, you probably could come up with like five or ten of these. But you're thinking alone fast. Uh, One advice was never tell anybody their baby is ugly. (laughs) (laughs) And what that means is if it's their poetry, if it's their singing, their hairdo, it's what their dress is. Never tell it. You know, it's it's just don't, don't, you know, tell people, you know, bad things. So you come up with like a couple of words, generic words. Mm-hmm. The most used one was probably interesting. Interesting, uh, yes, it's very interesting. I like that. Okay, yeah. but you probably you know back in the day you had four or five of these generic words. Yeah, and uh, and that was. But ne- never tell anybody that baby's ugly. I like that. I like that. Did you ever tell anybody that baby's ugly? Mm, no, not really. That's good. That's, not, not really. So you actually did tell somebody that's not that the real babies. Baby. Well, I've seen, let me put it this way. We've yeah. probably all seen babies that are ugly. Uh huh. My French. But you didn't. But you, you were kind enough to point it out. You see, that's the thing. Yeah. There have been ugly babies that I have seen. And you kind of look at my wife and go, don't say it, don't say it, don't say it. All right. Peter is in Lawrence on New Jersey 101.5. Hello, Peter. Hello, Steve. This is a good one. Thank you. I was 26. I was going out with a girl. Right. And uh, my mother said, don't buy the ring. Don't propose. She's going to say no. You're wasting your money and your time. Don't do it in the bar. So I proposed in the bar. <laughs> and? Nice $4,000 ring in 1987. And? She said it looked very nice. Mm, but? I said, is that a yes or a no? She goes, it looks very nice. So I went home. I told my mom, my mom said, give me the ring. Okay, tell the girl goodbye. <laughs> Don't do that again because you look like a schmuck. All <laughs> right. See, mama knows these things. Mama knows. Patty's in Cherry Hill on New Jersey 101.5. Hi, Patty. Hi, how are you? I'm good. How are you? Very good. Tell me. My mother used to tell me the best advice is your wallet never if it, it's your best friend. Your if wallet never lies? You know, you're empty, empty. Patty, you're breaking up. You got money in it. Patty, you're, bra- you're breaking up. Take a step to the right. Your wallet never lies. Right. Your wallet never lies to you. 
I like that one. All right. It's very truthful, too. Right, 1-800-283-101.5. Give me, we're going to do some mom topics this week. There's so much we could talk about. But tonight, I want to, the best, uh, the best advice your mother has ever given you. Attack if you dropped out of college. New school mom. My son's mom. Be like, eh, what you got to do? I know she feel. I know I could care less if they go or they don't go. Uh, the infamous, wait till your father gets home. Uh, he never had to say a word. Yeah, wait till your father gets home. Has lost a lot of it lost a lot of power. I think you know, because back in the day when your father got home, you know, you had to learn. You had to learn how to duck and flinch. Today, my kids, they just know how to laugh. One eight hundred two eight three one zero one point five. We have other ways. We have we have grounding. We have guile. I knew a guy was telling me if you really want to punish your kids, you really want to discipline them, make them drop and do push ups. You know. I have the toughest kids in the neighborhood. Right, 1-800-283-101.5. The one place Jersey news and Jersey views live together. New Jersey 101.5. Get it almost every night. On a Monday night in New Jersey. Oh, man, it's already May the 8th. Can you believe it? Tomorrow's going to be May the 9th. I know, May 10th, right? Uh, it's We're finally starting to get warm weather. It's uh, felt so good to be outside today. Uh, reminded me now i got to get the air conditioning fixed in my truck because it's God's will that somewhere along the line on a hot day I should be in a car without air conditioning. But um, lots to talk about. Uh, go to nj1015.com. Check out the uh, Howie Mandel articles. Howie was on last week. He's going to be playing the Mayo Performing Arts Center this Friday night. See the show. I, I'm curious because he said that uh, he hasn't done very much stand-up lately. Uh, and Howie was great as a stand-up. Uh, but, you know, people know him from Deal or No Deal. They know him from America's Got Talent. They don't know him from the stand-up. And when you see the stand-up, you're going to be pleasantly surprised because he's really funny. Uh we lost a great television news anchor, this, uh, John Rowland. Uh, you heard Chad talking about it. Did the 10 o'clock news on Channel 5 for about 30 years. Uh, retired in 2004. He died at the age of 81. And that's a... I don't know if they still do this on Channel 5, but I remember growing up, they would always do that thing, it's 10 o'clock. Do you know where your children are? And I remember watching that at different houses of my friends because I was usually out at 10 o'clock at night. My parents, I made sure I had no idea where I was. Uh, but I was thinking about this. Once upon a time, we knew who our television news anchors were. We knew who the TV news people were. I don't have an idea. I don't have a clue who does the news anymore on any of the channels. And, you know, growing up, you know, back in the day, I guess back in the day would be, what, 70s, 80s, 90s? You knew. You trusted the news anchors. And I'm not disparaging them anyway because I just don't know. I don't know if I trust them. I don't know who they are or I trust them or not. But I want to know from you, you know, 1-800-283-101.5. Rosanna Scotto, I know, right? Uh, She's still on Channel 5. Who are the news anchors that you either grew up trusting or still trust? Who are the ones that 
when they bring you the news, you believe them. One of the toughest things with, with news anchors is credibility. You know, and there was a personality, and uh, you kind of feel like, you know, you're you're part of the, I guess, part of the crew. There was, uh, I remember growing up with Channel 7 Eyewitness News, and we had Roger Grimsby and Bill Butel. And they were, it was, the, it was the beginning of that, you know, they turned the page, Channel 7, from hardcore news, uh, like the Edward R. Murrow stuff, or I don't know who's on after that. But, you know, the Eric Severide, you know, the hardcore, this is the news. And uh, they were more, like, funny. They would crack jokes back and forth. Tex Antoine did the weather. He got in trouble for cracking it. You were going too far with a joke. Uh, but then you had, I think, Jim Bouton was the sports guy. Uh, Jim Jensen on Channel 2 was another news guy that had been there forever. Uh, 1-800-283-101.5. Give me some newscasters, some TV news people that you trusted. Who was your news guy? You know, it wasn't real unless this person told you it was real. You know, Walter Cronkite for years. You know, was the voice of, you know, he was the quintessential TV news guy. And Walter Cronkite would uh, do strip teases at Christmas parties, never removing an article of clothing. He just did this, you know, uh, strip tease thing that was really, really funny. And, you know, when you watched the Mary Tyler Moore show back then, and it was all about a television newsroom, and then you turn on the TV, and even like the national news, like Geraldo Rivera was groundbreaking. Uh, on Eyewitness News when he did the story on Willowbrook and what was going on at this house, you know, with these uh, uh, children. 1-800-283-101.5. Back then he had long hair and Geraldo was the cool guy. Hung out, you know, he he, he testified for John Lennon. Uh, but there were news, you know, there were news shows, Chuck Scarborough, Sue Simmons, you know, there were news shows that you watched and you trusted the TV news people. I don't know. And again, nothing disparaging about the people now. Tony Caputo is a great newscaster. I uh, watch him all the time. Chris Keating, uh, Jim Murdoch, you know, a big fan of News 12. Uh, but growing up, it was different. Pete's in Ewing on New Jersey 101.5. Hi, Pete. Hey, pal. How are you? Good. How about you? Oh, you talking about warm? You said something about warm weather. Yeah, I yeah. put the pool up today. You what? I I put the pool up today. Well, no, good. One of those uh, one of those you know metal frame pools. I take it down every year, so I don't have to have to go through the hassle of having a permit. Mm-hmm. Now you know what I had those one when I was in Union City. We had one in the backyard. I took up like the whole backyard, but we had one twenty four feet oh. by three feet down deep. Oh, this is a, this is a twenty what twenty two footer, mm-hmm. and it's huge. Yeah, you get to get the job um, but, uh, done. Oh yeah, most definitely. But uh, Peter Jennings, yeah. you know, love that guy. He had a he he was the coolest of all the new the national news guys. He he was like the the reporter that was all over now. the world, right? He he was the foreign correspondent. He had like this James Bond thing to him. Didn't he have um at seven um what six o'clock or seven? I can't remember the time, but. He had his own hour program, right? Yeah, he eventually, he started off as like the foreign correspondent, and then they put him in the anchor chair. I think he was Canadian. Uh, but he was very respected. 
extremely. I see him. I can see him now with like the safari jacket on, the safari coat, you know, out yep. and you know, doing some kind of report. A lot of stuff, I guess, from Vietnam and all that. But yeah, didn't he do the Gulf War? I maybe he did. He probably did. He probably did, did everything. You know, man, uh, man, who is the guy? Arthur Kent. Remember him from the Gulf War? Um, actually, no, I don't. Arthur Kent covered the Gulf War and became some kind of like a like a teen idol from it. Like uh, he became a heartthrob. Look him up. I think he was on CNN. Yeah, he uh, became yep. like, like a heartthrob from that. Pete, thanks for the call to New Jersey 101.5. All right, John Rowland, 81 years old. They had another guy on Channel 5, Bill Bill Jorgensen, I think his name was, and he'd been there forever. But who are the news people? I'm asking who are the news people that you trust, right? This is where we are in 2023 America. I'm asking who are the television news people that you trust, that you trust, and we get one phone call. What does that say? about the TV news people. Uh, and again, you know, I'm going back in the day. You know, uh, I'm trying to think of some of the other people that were on. Gabe Pressman uh, was another one. Uh, but who were the guy? Who were the guys that did the news that you trusted? And, like, you took their word for it. Those Because there's certain people, and that's how they get their jobs. You know, there's certain people that you trust that you put them on like I said, for me, my family, it was uh, Channel 7. Roger Grimsby, Bill Butel, Geraldo Rivera, Jim Bouton with the sports. I guess Warner Wolf would be CBS with the sports, right? And uh, Channel 4, I think in those days, used to be like Marv Albert. You know, 1-800-283-101.5. We haven't even touched on the Philadelphia news people. Who have you got in mind? Here's New Jersey 101.5 Fast Traffic. Jersey 101.5. Steve Trevelis. Once upon a time, television news went right down the middle. It was objective. It wasn't opinionated. They weren't telling you what to think. They were just telling you what happened. And those were the days of the TV newscasters that we all grew up uh, believing. And we lost one today. John Rowland from Channel 5 uh, passed away at the age of 81. He'd retired in 2004. So I'm asking you, who were the TV newscasters that you trusted? 1-800-283-101.5. Meg is in Doylestown on New Jersey 101.5. Hi, Meg. Hey, Steve. How you doing tonight? Good. How about you? Doing good. I trusted David Bloom. Oh, what a sad story. Tragedy. What, yeah. What happened to him? And the Humvee thrombosis. Oh, my God, it was so sad. But yeah. he had such a sincere face. Mm-hmm. He did. He had a very believable... I'm looking at a picture of him with his kids, and that's so sad. He uh, he was in assignment in Iraq when he passed away. He had uh, prepared for every possible danger. But the way he died shocked his family and the world. Complication from deep vein thrombosis. I don't even know what that is. I I guess it's from what I heard from being in a Humvee all that while. Is that what it was? Because he was in the Humvee that long. Yeah, the um, that's what I heard. Anyway, don't you know? People look it up. I I I don't know, but I heard that. I you know what? Uh, I that I don't know. Uh, I'm trying to see. It, it, all, all it says was, uh, 
a pulmonary, yeah, it was a deep vein thrombosis became a pulmonary embolism, and he was just 39 years old. Yeah. What a tragedy. Absolutely. Well, thank you, Steve. Have a good night. Oh, you too, Meg. Let's go to Eddie in Morris County on New Jersey 101.5. Hi, Eddie. Good evening, Steve. How are you? Good. How are you? Good, good. Um, man, you really hit the nail on the head uh, when you mentioned Bill Butel. Like, I'm in my mid-40s right now, but I remember watching him like, on Channel 7, and right. you're right. If there was ever a guy that was the quintessential, like, anchor and meaning you didn't, know his, you didn't know his politics, just straight-up news. Mm-hmm. That was Bill Butel right there. I wish people would actually look up, look him up and watch his newscast once in a while. So, yeah, I kind of miss a guy like that, to tell you the truth. Do you remember him with Roger Grimsby? I, you know, again, I might. I have to look back to see what Roger Grimsby, because I have a really good memory on faces, but right. you know, names I always kind of forget. But Bill Butel, like, it is like burned in my memory. Um, and then after him... I really liked Ernie Anastas. Um, oh, yeah, Ernie Anastas. Right. There's another good one. Ernie Anastas was great. And uh, the one thing is, is, like, he went from, I don't know if you noticed, like, he went from, like, four different cha- uh, stations. I think he worked at CBS, mm-hmm. ABC, I think, and Fox as well. The only thing I don't know if he worked was... Um, Channel 9, I think he like, did, too, right? That's right, Channel 9. He's friends with Spadia. So. Yeah. Oh, is he? Yeah, he's friends with Spadia. He, uh, when I first met Billy, we talked about Ernie Anastas. Yeah, because the thing about, well, you know what, Butel, when, like I was saying before, Butel, when ABC in the 70s became, the pendulum had changed and news became more personality. So even though they were objective, they could joke about it. They would be like more yeah. lighter stories. And Butel was almost like Grimsby's sidekick, and the two of them would go back and forth, kind of, almost like uh, like uh, like baseball announcers, you know, like Harry and Harry and Richie Ashburn. They just had that relationship. And then when Grimsby left, and um, Butel became that guy. He became that venerable, you know, the old guy, the voice of the news, the authority figure, the the adult in the room, and that was Butel. And they would put everybody around them. But, yeah, he was straight down the middle. You had no idea what his politics was. He just told you what what it was, and that was it. Yeah, he was he was a constant professional. And just on another, like, so, uh, thing, when it came to meteorologists, for some reason, I'm not saying that, like, you know, it's a meteorologist, but Dr. Frank Field, I always remember him. Yeah. Uh, with health and weather. <laughs> and he became, I think he lived to be like 100 or so. He lived to be, and his son Storm, uh, Frank Field, uh, li- I, I don't know if he's still alive, but yeah, I remember him uh, being very old. Eddie, thanks for the call to New Jersey 101.5. Patty's in Philadelphia on New Jersey 101.5. Hi, Patty. Oh, hi, Steve. How are you, hon? Good. How are you? I'm doing good. You know, it's local. I really miss Jim Gardner. Oh, yeah. He just retired. Yeah. Yeah. And I also remember a very, very young weatherman named Steve Trevelisse. That was a traffic guy. (laughs) Oh, I thought you were the weatherman. No, I was the traffic guy. Bolaris was the weatherman. Oh. Oh, oh. Yeah. Oh, I could have sworn. No, I never I was never I was never the weather guy. But thanks for the call. Frank Field is a hundred years old. 
Dr. Frank Field, I just looked him up. He was born on March 30th, 1923, and he is now 100 years old. Nick is in Philadelphia. What's up, Nicky? Hey, what's going on, Steve? You are. What's happening? Nothing much. I saw Daniel Jones is back, so I know you're happy. Oh, yeah. Daniel's back, and there's joy throughout. And he's got a center, and he's got some receivers. We can only hope. Yeah, yeah. So, Eagles will still whoop them, but. Yeah, thanks for reminding me of that, Nick. I almost forgot. But thanks for bringing that up. Thank you, Nick. (laughs) But anyway, so I was just telling your producer, I, I got into politics maybe 2015, the my worst regret of my life, probably. Uh-huh. <laughs> and ever since then, even more now, someone I can trust is Tucker Carlson. I trust him 101% of what he reports. You know what? People say he did have uh, he did have the Hunter Biden info before the election, and nobody did any. Nobody else had it. Nobody did anything with it. But Tucker had all the evidence and everything before the election, and they tried to bury it. And then they eventually bury him. Yeah, they did. Yeah, that's why I trust them even more now. But um, and another one is is this guy Peter Schiff with an S. I know you're talking about. Yeah, he's not a reporter, but he shows up on a lot of, uh, you know, economic stuff. Uh-huh. And he he actually predicted 2008 housing crash like three years before it happened. And uh, anything economic, I trust that guy 100%. 100%. All right, Nikki, let's go to Andrew in Flemington. Andrew, who you got for me? Hey, this is Bob Euchre. Must be in the front row. Uh, he actually does sports, too. Who's your guy? Oh, I'm surprised I could say it because it's sports. I just tuned in. Sorry, I only caught the last couple minutes. No, no, that's okay. Warner, Warner Wolf Sports, I think, Channel 11. Channel 2. Let's go to the videotape. Did you ever hear of Warner Wolf? I have heard Werner Wolf. Yeah, I've heard, I've heard the name, yeah. Yeah, he did, sure. uh, he did the IMA show. But for years, oh, okay. for years, he was Channel 2 News. Oh. And he coined the phrase, you know, let's go to the videotape. That's oh. every all through, because we got all through that. Okay, and the Yankees, <laughs> let's go to the videotape. And the Mesa, let's go to the videotape. That, that, that was his, that was his phrase. Oh, no kidding. Right, that was, wow. it. should be bumper stickers, t-shirts. Right. Yeah. Let's go. Our phrase is this. <laughs> every 15 minutes on New Jersey 101.5, Steve Trevelis. Talking about those newscasters, those TV news people that you believe. Like Ted Baxter, uh, who would they be for you? Who was yours? Mine was, uh, look, I wasn't someone to really focus in on the news when I was young, but right. Al Roker always had me. We've discussed Fat this. Al or Skinny Al? Fat Al. Fat Al, eh? Hey, 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 hey. yeah. Fat Al. All right. Let's go to uh, Pete in Whippany on New Jersey 101.5. Hiya, Pete. Hello, Steve. Oh, it's Lloyd Lindsay Pete. <laughs> Remember him? Oh, man, that was a while. Channel that, 9. Yeah, Channel 9, Lloyd Lindsay Young. Did he ever do news or did he just do the weather? No, he was the weather guy. He was the weather guy. Weather guys had the personality, right? Mm-hmm. Weather guys were always the guys who were out there. My favorite weather person today is Michelle Powers from New Jersey 12. Oh, yeah? All right. Yeah, she's good looking. 
Now, there, there, yeah, there is there is that. That always works, you know. Thanks for the call to New Jersey 101.5. Sometimes you, <laughs> some, some of these magazines will run features on the great weather women of uh, America. And yeah. Yes, absolutely. Uh, let's go to uh, Bill is in Montclair on New Jersey 101.5. Hey, Bill. Yeah, the ultimate was Grimsby and Butel. I was just tuning in as a young uh, man to watch them. And then when the commercial break was over, you see Roger trying to put his cigarette out. And you're right, they fed off each other. They would, they would try not to uh, laugh and smirk. Yeah. During some, some goofy, uh, let's say, whatever, a boxer doing jumping uh, in a swimming pool. And what, now what about Tom Snyder? Would you, he was the ultimate. Was he... Well, I'll tell you two things. Now, Tom Snyder, Tom Snyder actually got the news job, right? He he was a newscaster, I think, on Channel 7. Remember that? No, NBC, NBC. NBC, but then he went to the show and then he went to the Tomorrow Show. And what a shame. In the end, he caught, he got leukemia, only 72 years old. Oh, he yeah. was, what a voice. What he, a voice. He was, and, you, and you know what? He uh, he had some really out there interviews. He wasn't afraid to put people on the spot. He wasn't afraid to challenge people. I remember him with John Lennon, you know, did a great interview with Lennon. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. You're right. And one more, before I let you go, what about a good old he passed away? Jerry Gerard of sports. He was great. He was funny. Oh, yeah, he died? He just passed away about five years ago. Uh, go on your uh, your computer. Do t- type them all in. I so did sad. not Jerry know. Gerard. He was on Channel Eleven. Jerry Gerard. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, I disagree with that Al Roker because he's like so anti whatever. But hey, if that guy likes him, God bless. Yeah, everybody, everybody's got their own guy, you know. Bill, thanks for the call to New Jersey one hundred one point five. Yeah, who did he say before that? Uh, well, yeah, Jerry. I mean, back. I, oh, Bill Butel. They would the stories. You know, it was just like that. They, the two of them, Guernsey and Butel, could have been a comedy team. Yeah, the way they did the news, and they just made it entertaining. There was a time when news was objective, and there was a time when the network uh, executives got together and said, "Enough of this. We want the news to make us money." Mm-hmm. And when news became uh, a revenue generating force. It completely changed, and it became about opinion and not objectivity. And that's kind of like where now, you know, now there is so many different places to get your news that people don't rely on the. You know, it's it's not. Well, the problem is the problem is simply for television news. You know, you're not going to get it. It's not about I have to wait until five, six, and eleven yeah. to get my news. I got my news right here on my phone. I can get it anytime I want. So exactly because yeah. I because you man you nailed it right there because I I wanted to say because the the favorite newscaster the newscaster that you trusted it was all about those specific times of five p.m. I know this specific person is going to give me the news. It's and they you feel trusted and it was also those times of you know. Where the TV, where they used to say on TV, you know, you're introducing me into your home. I remember I watched like a, I think it was a thing about like when Johnny Carson was wrapping up and he always said like, you know, I I was a part of your experience. You yeah. know, like I was introduced. Well, you know how many people world. had dinner? You know, I mean, I remember many households growing up mm-hmm. where there'd be a little black and white television or a little color TV on the kitchen table. And people would sit down, 
you know, and just turn on the TV and they'd eat in front of Roger Grimsby or Bill mm-hmm. Buttel. Uh, but that's the experience, that one-to-one. And at the end of the day, we're talking about lonely people, like families would yeah. have conversation. But if you lived alone, you know, you would have, I remember I had um, in my dining room, uh, in between marriages, I had a television on top of the china closet. And I would sit down at the table and turn on the TV and just, you know, watch and pretty much get what's going on while yeah. I'm eating. I mean, it's, it was a normalcy. But, like, you know, but the, that, there was such, in those days, you only had three channels. You had, you know, you either went two, four, seven. You know, nine, eleven, uh, third, they were all running reruns, 13 with public television. So you really, it was very limited. Philadelphia would be like three, six, ten. But um, it was different. Now, because it's so easy to get, you know, I mean, what sets us apart is it's the objectivity and it's also we are Jersey news mm-hmm. and you, you're going to you're getting it every half hour. So you're never too far from it. But when you talk about television news and it's like you're only going to get it. It's funny when you see uh, like I'll watch I'll watch TV. Uh, <clears throat> say I'm watching Blue Bloods. And, uh, you know, they cut to the commercial. Is it going to rain tomorrow? Better stick around here. My weather forecast. I think not. <laughs> oh, no, it's not going to rain tomorrow. I don't need the, I don't need the weather forecast. Yeah, I mean, it became a thing where, you know, right when I was getting up for school, you know, that was the first thing that I did. Okay, what's the weather situation? Does mm-hmm. that mean, you know, a- am I going to be able to park here? You know, am I going to have a snow day? It wasn't, you know, it wasn't like how my mom used to say to me how she knew what a snow day was. You guys would know about it from being like a broadcast, like on the air, like on the TV. Oh, we now, used to have numbers. You give out the yeah. number and uh, that would be like you listen for your number. Yeah. And that's if what... you got your number, then you got the day off. You know, I, I know from a comedian, my friend, uh, John Del Vecchio, used to say he mm-hmm. would try to box his number. There's going to be different ways to get it. Minutes on New Jersey, 101.5. Steve Trevelis, tell me about those uh, TV news people that you trusted. 1-800-283-101.5. Chris is in Morris County on New Jersey 101.5. Hey, Chris. Hey, Steve. How are you doing? Good. How about you? I'm doing well. Thank you. Steve, you remember Len Berman, the uh, sportscaster for NBC? Yeah, he did some FAN work as well for a while. And how about um, the two web? Remember, how about Mr. G, the weatherman? He's still on Channel 11, isn't and, he? Um, Pitt, right? I think he's on picks, yeah. Yeah, and then Willard Scott was another one. Willard Scott from the Today Show. He used to do uh, all the 100 birthdays, right? The old ladies. Yeah, yep. Good stuff. Good memory, Chris. Thanks, Steve. Take care. You got it, my friend. All right. Are you ready? I'm ready. You ready? You sure? I'm ready. Let's do it. I've got news for you. Excellent news. Now it's time for Headlines and Trev Lines. I read the news today. Doctor, doctor, give me the news. As Steve comments on the headlines of New Jersey. Brace yourself, folks. For mind-blowing news. As only Steve can. The iconic casino building on the southern end of the Asbury Park boardwalk was abruptly closed today due to inspection. Abruptly closed? We're inspecting it right now. Yeah, well, I... So, it was actually... No warning or anything? So, it was a scheduled... Surprise? it, 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 It was a scheduled inspection, 
to check out the casino building arcade, but I'm guessing it was just abruptly because they, they didn't think it was going to be like a, a whole situation where they're going to have to close it down. So I'm Did guessing it fail inspection. I'm, I'm guessing it failed in inspection. So because right now they so say we finally it's, found the casino in New Jersey. You won't lose money. In. <laughs> Pretty good. Okay, like that. <laughs> This is what it takes. <laughs> to close the damn thing down. And it dragged out a couple of last people. You know? Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLING. <laughs> All right, you'll like this one. Okay. A southern, a South Jersey resident is offering $500 to anyone who finds his missing turtle. Really? Yes. And to get a quote from him, he's looked underneath every bush. All right. <laughs> Every bush in South Jersey. But the problem is he's he believes that there's groups of teenagers because there's groups of teenagers that hang around his house. Right. And he also believes that he's got a gut feeling. That that's what he's got. That's what it said in the interview. A gut feeling that it was one of the teenager groups. Who took his turtle. Who took his turtle. So that's why he's saying if anyone could find his $500 turtle. Okay. He'll give it to you. Slow and steady wins the race. He's probably trying to cross the street somewhere. <laughs> That's what I'm thinking. Yeah, like you know, just... you know, like I, I think, uh, dang that. Because when I was thinking of this, it re- actually reminded me of a uh, of a of a Big Joe joke. Actually, yeah, because yeah, Big Joe usually says, um, you know, someone found the turtle right. that he's been looking for for the past ten years. Turns out it was just hiding behind the couch. Because uh, that—that's what I'm thinking. Like, it, did you check everywhere in the house? I had a girlfriend who had a, a pet turtle, actually. Did you? Yeah, behind the couch behind every time. The couch. Yeah, big turtle, little turtle. It was a big turtle, you know, like Rocky Cuff and Link. Honestly, it was a little bit bigger. It looked like one that should be in the zoo. I'm oh, one of those kind of turtles. Yeah, and it was walking around like a dog most of the time. Really? And your yeah. girlfriend had a turtle? Huh? Yeah. No, no dog, but it, but a turtle. Its name was Armor. He didn't try to crawl into bed or anything like no, that. No, way. The no way. Turtle couldn't jump on the bed or anything. No way. Not he, like the dog jumps on the bed and he spreads was, out. Let's just say he was not that Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle. Uh, no, he wasn't, he wasn't uh, Leonardo or no anything way. like that. Uh, you did a great job tonight. Hey, thank you so much. You as we, well. Let's do this again next week, you think? Absolutely. Okay. This has been the Steve Travely Show On Demand. Check out the latest from Steve on our free app or nj1015.com. New Jersey.